0: Welcome back to, well, that's interesting, the No One Needs That Growing There edition. No.
1: (laughs) No. No. I, (laughs) we'll get into it in a second, but I read the title of this episode before we, right before we started recording, (laughs) and I just said no about 15 times in a row.
0: (laughs) It was really great. It was
1: let, let, let's continue so we can uh, <laughs> uh, share this beautiful thing with our listeners.
0: Yeah, this is In Betweeny 067, man grows tooth and nose. No. <laughs> Just like that. No. Just like that, like 50 times. No. Oh, no. And what's behind Mona Lisa's smile? Oh, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped. Kinda, yeah. Oh, okay. Is it <laughs> is it more uh, nose teeth? <laughs> is it? Is it more surprise teeth? Uh, There are surprises. Okay. There are surprises. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I'm with uh, the woman who currently has her hand on her chest, uh, Marissa Riley. (laughs) Yes, that's me. I am clutching my pearls in despair. How did this
1: nose thing happen? Mm -hmm. And more importantly, when is it going to happen to me? (laughs) <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll also into the, the it. Mona Lisa, I'd love to learn about.
0: Yeah, it's going that's going to be great. What the hell
1: is going on there?
0: Yeah. I know there's so much. Um yeah, if this is your first time listening? Welcome to the flock. Welcome. <laughs> As you can tell, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I
1: had no idea what we were going to talk about until I completely cheated and read Jill's (laughs) notes right before we started recording. And you
0: immediately regretted
1: it. (laughs) And I immediately regretted it. Um, That was meant to be a surprise, and I blew it. But, you know, I'm pumped. It sounds disgusting. And what do I
0: love? Gross stuff. Yeah, gross interesting stuff. Gross interesting stuff. You're going to learn... You're going to learn a, th- a thing or two about teeth in noses today. Yeah, and I'm going to have a new thing to worry about all night. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess we should begin. We absolutely should. Uh, we don't have to go far to start today's show. Uh, we just have to travel back in time just a wee bit to earlier this month and pop on over to the Ear, Nose, and Throat Clinic at Mount Sinai in Manhattan. E-N-T. <laughs> E-N-T been there. Ah. Not to this...
1: I might have been to this one. There was a time where I went to every ENT in the city because uh, so, I had
0: sinus problems. Oh, there you go. So probably yes. Probably yes. Probably yes. I've probably yeah. been here. Yeah. Uh, it was here where a 38-year-old man came into the office complaining of difficulty breathing, uh, specifically breathing out of his right nostril. No! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this had been going on for years, and to the patient, the cause was a complete mystery.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, we have to pause already. (laughs) Just, like, I, well, I know where this is going because we talked about the title, but just the fact that it's been going on for years and unchecked, that is so American of of us to just be like, you know, I'm not bleeding. I could still go to work.
0: Right. Exactly. I'm just going to let
1: it go. Yeah. I'm just going to. I have like 80 health problems right now that I've not checked on because I'm like, it's too expensive. I don't want to go through the insurance nightmare. Yep. And, and a lot of doctors I'm just not a fan of, and there are a lot of great ones, Mm. but it's just
0: too, it's just. It's a whole thing here. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's, it's, if you're not, if you're outside the States and you're, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? It's just think of the most complicated thing you ever did in your life and make it a lot worse. (laughs) That's what it's like to
1: go to the doctor here. Think of like every time you wanna get something checked, you have to build a 1000 piece puzzle and you don't like building puzzles. Some people are into that. Imagine if you weren't into that. Yeah, That's the terrible analogy. It's much harder (laughs) than that. I'll think of a better analogy by the end of the episode.
0: Um, Should we continue?
1: Yeah, okay, yes, yes. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll allow it.
0: Okay. Uh, he told the doctors he had no history of trauma to the face or any past medical issues uh, with his noggin. All he knew was that he had a troublesome right nostril. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, okay. so doctors did what any one of us would do in this situation. Just take a look inside and see what's possibly up there. Sounds good. Now, according to the report published in the December issue of the New England Journal of Medicine, the first step was a physical examination, which pointed to a deviated septum. Okay. Which is super common. In fact, uh, ClevelandClinic.org states that 80% of the general population has a deviated septum, which occurs when the thin wall of cartilage separating your nostrils, uh, also called your septum, is displaced, displaced to one side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this can make one nasal air passage smaller than the other. Uh, this, though, didn't concern doctors at all. Just looking up his nose with the naked eye revealed there was something lodged at the very back of his septum just sticking out about an inch. An inch? Yes. An inch is huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is, is hu- Jill is making, like, a horrified <laughs> face yes. as well. I am not alone. Um, like, I wrote this, researched it, and I, it still hurts to... to to say that sentence dude that's that's like a quarter Yeah, yeah yeah that's like a quarter shoved up your nose shoved up your nose is only like two quarters long it's yeah so oh my god so my friends whip out your rhinoscope we're going in uh with a camera attached to a tube that's basically all it is good times they snaked their way up and snapped a photo and as noted in the report, in that photo, they saw, quote, a hard, non-tender white mass. No. End quote. Sorry. Now, that's okay. <laughs> just, that's okay. Uh, the mystery deepened a bit, so a TC t- CT scan was also performed. And Dr. Marissa, it's time for everyone's favorite portion of the show. It's you looking at images and telling us your diagnosis. I, I'm glad <laughs> this is everyone's favorite part of the show. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's let's proceed with the fave. Okay, so this will be a side by side comparison of the photo taken by the rhinoscope and uh, the CT scan. Okay, okay, okay. So please tell us what you see, and of course, all photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and take a look at uh, what you already know. What we're gonna look at? So <laughs> it's because pictures, man. Wow, they they really make a difference. <laughs> yes.
1: I haven't even seen it, and I'm scared. Okay. Ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. I ew. I, I mean, ew. <laughs> it's it. It's what you think it is. Yes. Okay. The, uh, it's just so gross. <laughs> um. All right. On the left side, uh, we uh see the inside of someone's nose, which is what you think it is. It's yeah. like a cave. Yeah. And it's pink. hmm and, and except, uh, imagine like inside of this pink cave. There's a big tooth. It's a fucking tooth. It's a tooth. There's no denying it. <laughs> it's a
0: tooth. It's a big tooth. It's a fucking tooth. Po- right poking on, out. Yeah, right on that thin cart- wall of cartilage, the septum. It's just poking right
1: out there. It's just poking right out there mm-hmm. of the septum.
0: Looks like a molar.
1: It looks... It, yeah, it's not like a cute tooth, like a little French <laughs> tooth. It's like um. It's a molar. It's a big ass tooth. Yeah, you could use that tooth. You could eat something. <laughs> You could probably put a salad up your nose and (laughs) (laughs) accomplish something. Uh, Please don't snort a salad. Um, Okay, and then in the second picture, it's a, uh, what's it called? X-ray? Is this a CT scan? CT scan. This is a CT, this is a scan, and it's of the profile of this person. And you can see in the nose area, poking up. Yep. Is a big-ass tooth. Yep. And it's poking right in the nose. And um, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. It has a root.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, got a, yeah.
1: So it's not just like a little bit of a
0: tooth. It's like a, it's a big-ass tooth. It's a fucking tooth. It's a fucking tooth. Yeah, my friends, our patient had a tooth growing in a place you really don't want to have a tooth growing. No. Um, And I know what you're asking. Why, why did this happen yeah. uh, and how? Uh, both great questions, uh, but I don't have a great answer. Okay. <laughs> in this particular case, the doctors aren't sure since the patient had no previous injury or history of other fluke teeth showing up somewhere else. It's possible this comes down to genetics, just a quirky genetic Thanks, thing. thanks mom and dad. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, in fact, genetics are considered a major cause for a condition called ectopic teeth gross and ed cara over at gizmodo has a wonderful summary of what this is and some other additional causes because there's more than one and that's always fun oh <laughs> so, okay, okay okay quote in anatomical terms Uh, The man had an ectopic tooth, ectopic being a catch-all term for the abnormal placement of a body part. Okay. Ectopic teeth can happen for several reasons. Sometimes our permanent adult teeth can grow out or erupt in an unusual path. Mm -hmm. Other times the process of replacing our baby teeth doesn't go quite right and a baby tooth ends up being pushed out by its adult counterpart but doesn't fall out as expected and just stays in our mouth. Or... An extra tooth could spontaneously appear, even in adulthood. End quote.
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) um, Is this going to happen? I'm just going to ask my questions. Is this going to happen to me? Mm -hmm. Is it going to happen in my eye? (laughs) I'm trying to think of like the worst places. Ooh, I, yeah. That's a bad one. Is it? Oh my God. (laughs) vagina dentata stop it. stop it vagina dentata have you yep. heard of it yes yes is that what this is um I, is guess, that, I guess that is i don't know very much i've never googled vagina i just saw the movie
0: yeah i mean in theory it could happen because you know it ha- like i guess teeth grow where there's a lot of blood vessels and stuff maybe
1: i really so. derailed this i'm so sorry so. let's get back to the the nose
0: situation Um, so that spontaneity may be due to genetics, like we said, but whatever the cause may be for this tooth growing in this man's nose, we don't know exactly. Got it. But we do know its removal went just peachy. Okay. Uh, Dr. Marissa, according to the New England Journal article, uh, ectopic tooth in nose, how, how did they get it out and what happened next?
1: I would love to talk about it. All right. Quote, the tooth was removed during oral surgery by means of an Intranasal approach, measuring five inches in length. Oh my god! Uh, there were no post-operative compl- uh, complications. Uh, at a follow-up three months after surgery, the patient's symptoms of nasal obstruction had resolved. And yeah. quote: "So let me get this right. Yeah. They stuck something that's five inches
0: yeah. up his nose. Up his nose. And they pulled it out. And they
1: pulled it out. Yeah. Okay. That's not the bad."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so a total happy ending here and and I'm also happy to report tooth and nose guy is not alone. Oh great. Um, <laughs> back in twenty nineteen, a thirty-two-year-old female patient walked into the oral and maxillofacial surgery service. Uh Maxillo Oral and Maxillofacial surgery service that's a lot of uh, wow. syllables
1: happening yeah. right now
0: anyway it's located at the federal university of puerto rico uh they straight up walked into the office and told doctors you know i have a tooth in my nose oh so she she didn't even yeah
1: she didn't even need someone to look up there she no. was like you know what i'm gonna look up there myself yep it's a tooth
0: yep yeah get go. it out yeah <laughs> And unlike our previous patient, patient, she knew exactly how it got there, too. Oh. Um, When she was six, she experienced a frontal impact to the face. Which caused one of her teeth to wedge into her right nostril. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So we waited a little while. (laughs) Yes. Almost 30 years. Okay. You know. But, you know, no time like the present. Mm -hmm. Now, no rhinoscopy is needed for this one. In fact, you can see it when she tilts her head back. So, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see this ectopic tooth caused by an injury about 30 years prior? Yeah, Yeah, I do. I really do. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Of course, all photos. You know where to see them. Come on, die. So, here we go.
1: Yeah, you can see it. It's (laughs) just, you can see it. I'm looking up someone's nose. Uh, They're not even tilting their head back that far. Yeah. And you can see in one of the nostrils a little white hump yep um and and that is a nose and then beneath you can see little photos of the kind of like the procedure they took i'm guessing to to get it out it looks like one photo uh you can see little kind of clamps holding open her nostril the next one you see something going in the following one you see the tooth has been removed and this next one is uh something black and white i don't really understand yeah
0: yeah um They're like little icons under the main photo. You guys can, y'all can just like zoom in and see what it all looks like. Um, But yeah, it also does definitely look like a baby tooth. It is the baby tooth. Yeah, totally yes, baby correct. Um, also, happy to report, this tooth was also removed without a problem. Uh, it was literally plucked out, like you said, with an intense set of pliers and a scalpel. Easy. <laughs> yeah, the patient. The patient was under general anesthesia, and from the time she walked in and walked out with a nose completely free of teeth, the whole process only took twelve hours. Uh, not, bad. not bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right.
1: Yeah, I would expect
0: <laughs> a day, That's but it. not bad. Not bad. So, uh, although the causes of these two ectopic teeth were wildly different, uh, these patients are members of a very exclusive club within a very exclusive club. Mm. Um, Ectopic teeth are super rare, occurring somewhere between 0.1 to 1% of the population. Okay. And in most of these cases... Those extra teeth show up in the mouth, so nasal cases are the rarest of the rare, of which you only hear about on podcasts like this one. Ah! So, lucky you. Uh, after the break, we're moving on from noses to mouths. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do a deep dive into one of the most recognizable paintings on Earth and explain what's behind Mona Lisa's smile. Let's do it. Mm, stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. <laughs> that was so aggressive.
1: So aggressive. That's great. <laughs> Amazing.
0: We are so back. And my friends, uh, did you know that if you stare at the Mona Lisa long enough, her smile fades?
1: Did you know if you stare at me long enough, my <laughs> smile will also fade? <laughs> <laughs> and I might turn around and run.
0: <laughs> Valid. 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 <laughs> So, if you stare at this painting long enough, (laughs) uh, the smile fades, and then it reappears. Oh. And then it fades, and then it reappears. Give it a shot. But in the meantime... Okay. Dr. Marissa... Let's do this together. Let's take turns reading from the New York Times article, What Is It With Mona Lisa's Smile? It's You. Oh. About, yeah, right? Very aggressive. Yeah. Also a title there. Oh my God.
1: It's like a the
0: pointing <laughs> finger of, of titles. Very, very finger waggy. Yes. Know? Uh, let's learn why and how a viewer in this painting has one of the most weird ass experiences looking at it. Okay. Okay. Sounds okay. good. I'll go first. Quote, for nearly 500 years, people have been gazing at Leonardo da Vinci's portrait of the Mona Lisa with a sense of bafflement. Mm. First, she is smiling. Then the smile fades. A moment later, the f- smile returns, only to d- disappear again. Oh. What is it with this lady's face? <laughs> how did... How, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's also a very aggressive line. Yeah. How did... The great painter captures such a mysterious expression, and why haven't other artists copied it? Uh, The Italians have a word to explain Mona Lisa's smile. Sfumato. Oh. It means blurry, ambiguous, and up to the imagination. Mm. But now, according to Dr. Margaret Livingstone, a Harvard neuroscientist, there is another, more concrete explanation. Of course. Mona Lisa's smile comes and goes, she says, because of how the human visual system is designed, not because the expression is ambiguous.
1: Oh, Continuing, when people look at the face, at a face, their eyes spend most of the time focused on the other person's eyes, Dr. Livingstone said. Thus, when a person's center of gaze on Mona Lisa's eyes, the less accurate peripheral vision is on her mouth. And because peripheral vision is not interested in detail, it readily picks up shadows from the Mona Lisa's cheekbones. These shadows suggest and enhance the curvature. Of a smile. But when the viewer's eyes go directly to the Mona Lisa's mouth, the center of vision does not see the shadows. Central vision. The, ce- mm-hmm. <laughs> the central vision does not see the shadows. You'll never be able to catch her smile by looking at her mouth. Dr. Livingstone said. The flickering quality with smile present and smile gone occurs as people move their eyes around the Mona Lisa's face. And Quote. There you go. So, I get
0: it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my friends, that is why we see and don't see her smile. But here's a question. Why did Lisa Gherardini, the woman in the painting, smile this way to begin with? Oh, oh, think what about was it. she
1: thinking about? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah, uh, think about it. The master Leonardo da Vinci is painting your portrait. A okay. painting to be looked upon and swooned over for all eternity. And this is how she chose to smile. Why?
1: Good question.
0: <clears throat> Dr. Mandeep Mira asked this question, did a little digging, and found some surprising answers. Okay. Mira, the medical doctor of the Heart and Vascular Center at Brigham and Women's Hospital. These hospitals, are their names, man. They're too long. They're too long. Shorten it. Acronyms. <laughs> Heart and Vascular Center at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Anyway, Mira began his investigation <laughs> as, anyone, as any one of us would and just looked at the painting. Turns out there's a fucking avalanche of evidence right in front of us. Oh. Dr. Marissa, I'm going to show you two photos of some of that evidence and please tell us what you see. I would love to.
1: Okay, so this first photo is kind of like we zoomed in on her hands yeah, um, and that's all I can really see is her hands and her arms in this sort of like um, crop um, and uh, around like I would say the part right above her thumb finger is on her hand is like um, there we've got like a red circle around it pointing it out but there's like some sort of little bump on her yeah. hand mm-hmm. okay
0: there's a bump okay and here's a second photo. What do you see?
1: Okay, so this is like a cropped photo of her eyes, and then right next to, um, from my viewpoint, her right eye is another, and is another circle. We're circling. Kind of close to the tear duct is another bump. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a
0: couple bumps. Yeah, exactly. Is she okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he asked so here's what really stood out to dr mira uh, and what led him to his diagnosis quote first he noticed a small bump on the inner corner of her left eye okay uh then there was the thinning receding hair the complete lack of eyebrows the yellowing eyes and the slight bulges on her on the right side of her neck and her right hand these mira explained are all symptoms of hypothyroidism oh no end quote. yeah I know. That's not good. Now, uh, I do want to add a side note about the lack of eyebrows. I looked into it. Um, shaving or plucking the fuck out of your brow until it's hardly noticeable was all the rage from medieval times up until the late 1400s. And we thought the 90s were rough. <laughs> so, but <ba-dum-bums>. I'm <laughs> So, Mona Lisa was painted shortly after in 1503, so she could have been rocking a look from an earlier fashion trend that was just, like just dying out.
1: Can Maybe. you imagine going? I, I know, like, a lot of people have complained going from the 90s to, like, now and yeah. growing back their eyebrows. Can you imagine growing back eyebrows that were fully plucked? This is the most boring conversation <laughs> in the world. Just ignore me.
0: <laughs> people have experienced that. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. It's it really sucks. Well. Back to the podcast. So, if she wasn't rocking this look, uh, Dr. Mira makes some good points and a good case. Uh, Dr. Marissa, please first... Tell us a little bit about hypothyroidism as, de- as described by our always optimistic friend, WebMD.
1: Ah, good times. All right, I would love to quote, Hypothyroidism, also called underactive thyroid disease, is a common disorder. With hypothyroidism, your thyroid gland does not make enough thyroid hormone, Hormones released by the gland travel through your bloodstream and activate nearly every part of your body. Effect. And affect <laughs> nearly every part of your body, from your heart and brain to your muscles and skin. The thyroid controls how your body's cells use energy from food, a process called metabolism. Among other things, your metabolism affects your body's temperature your heartbeat, and how well you burn calories. If you don't have enough high thyroid... You got this. <laughs> if you don't have enough thyroid hormone, your body processes uh, slow down. That means your body makes less energy and your metabolism becomes sluggish and Quote, I mm-hmm. feel like every person listening to this right now is like, well, I've got that. Oh, yeah. I've got that right now. Yeah. I know I do. I'm like, well, I, I'm going to a doctor right after this. <laughs> yeah. As per usual with every episode, I'm like, I have to go to the doctor it's now. like,
0: <laughs> check out your gland, then check out your nose. Like, is basically. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Two doctors, one day. Do yeah. it. So not only would you feel sluggish, other vague symptoms include hair loss, like we said, uh, mm-hmm. dry skin, puffy or swollen face, swollen neck, stiffness, muscle ache, fatigue, and unfortunately depression. Mm. For Dr. Mira, Lisa ticks all of these boxes, and these symptoms could explain her weary smile. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's kind of bold to make a diagnosis based on one image of a person you never met. Yeah. But get this. turns out There were a shitload of paintings and sculptures from this time period that showed hypothyroidism was a huge problem. Really? Yeah. Thyroid swellings in the art of the Italian Renaissance was a study performed back in ye old 2015. 600 works of art from the Italian Renaissance were randomly selected and analyzed to determine the prevalence of people with swollen thyroids. What? I know. Turns out, quote, the prevalence of persons with thyroid swellings in the art of the Italian Renaissance is much higher than previously thought. This phenomenon was probably due to iodine deficiency. What? Artists of the Italian Renaissance had the intuition that thyroid swellings were related to specific psychological conditions. End quote. In some, artists made certain to add these details in their work because a fucking picture says a thousand words, man. I have never yeah. thought of
1: the Mona Lisa like this. Yeah. I, I, I just heard it was small. That's yeah. all I knew about it, it for it's, a really long time. It's really small. And, and everyone's like, she's also a man, and this and that. Yeah, a lot and of that's,
0: conspiracy theories, yeah.
1: Is, yeah, all I heard was the conspiracy
0: theories. But this is, like, sound shit. Yeah, yeah. She just painted her exactly as she was, and she might have been sick. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. So... Like we said, maybe Da Vinci wanted us to know about Lisa and her struggles, maybe her love of thin eyebrows. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all he did was simply paint a smile of sorts. the end.
1: He yeah. just painted a person. There you go. He just painted a person. That's what it is. And he, <laughs> and he made it really small. That's right. Thanks. Jerk. <laughs> She, do you think afterwards she was like, could you have made me, like, given me, like, a little color? Like, <laughs> no, could you have made me, could you have made me, look a little less sick? Yeah. I don't want to be remembered as this...
0: Sickly, sickly woman. But sickly woman. May, maybe they should have paid more, you know? got to pay that sweet, sweet non-sick money. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. Maybe she was on a budget.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing on all of the platforms, wherever you're listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. We so appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, And please, stay interesting. Please do.